Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Welcome back. Yes, thank you for that, Aiden. I guess welcome back to the audience as well, but mostly me. Yeah. Um, after anytime, anytime Brad's on the show instead of me, like it just makes my like takes like fucking five years off my life, like a like a pack a day smoker. <laughs> um, so we got to. Brad's that on that. Brad's voice sounded like a pack a day smoker. No, we we just. Do we? Um, here's the thing. We are getting close to training camp. We have the Jets and the new Hard Knocks selection reporting next Monday. Reluctant. And on top of that, reluctantly, <laughs> and we'll they. get to that. Um, we're in the period where basically any football podcaster is putting out like weekly segments. We get that, but keep in mind, we're both busy bodies. I'm in the job hunt. I've got interviews I'm working on. Luke is all over the nation. He's mm-hmm. just... Comic-Con coming up. So all that said, we're gonna try to make we're gonna try to gear up because the season is coming. Um, oh, I've been talking about it, but we're definitely gonna try to keep it a little bit more steady and routine. We'll try to find a day that works for us best for weeks. Um, however, we have a lot of news to talk about while we're here right now. And what better to start with than the media portion of of the NFL that's not quite the footage of the games. And to start that, I'm going to I'm going to start with the Hard Knocks as mentioned. The <clears throat> though the Bears were in the running, they were one of the eligible teams. We never wanted it as a organization it seemed, and they it seemed like none of the teams wanted it. I was about it. to so say they, I think that's kind of the thing is I think no one wants it. Yeah, nobody wants them. the behind the scenes footage just in case something happens. So, in getting to that, the Jets were selected um, to prevent a camp holdout situation, I mean, sure, there was other reasons other than this, but Quinnen Williams gets his mega contract, resets, not resets, but tops the defensive tackle market. Um, Aaron Rodgers, who acts all coy and acts like he doesn't want attention, um, again said they're shoving it down our throats, it seems. We all know Aaron wants the attention, so you get it. We get to see how that team is. It's exciting. It is exciting. Uh, it, it's very exciting. It's not the Jets' first time on Hard Knocks. Um, that's when we got to find out Sanchez, how Sanchez, Re- right? Yeah, Rex Ryan likes to say fuck a lot. That was what we found out. Like I was like, all yeah. right, HBO. Yeah. Um, I, look, man, if it has to be anyone in the NFL this year, it should be the uh, Jets. It, it, obviously it should. They're the exciting. Jets. There's a like, lot going on. It, this is, And it's a time capsule, like, how many more years does like Rogers have left? Uh, it's not an hopefully not many. Like, and it's not an unprecedented you know I mean. thing he's doing, but it's definitely like as exciting. Hopefully as not it gets. that many years left for him, <laughs> especially after just Brady just went and won the Super Bowl on a different team. Uh, you know, especially I don't know. There's 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 so much swirling. So I'm pumped to see it. I'm I'm pumped to see the inside footage. I understand why no team wants it, not just for what you said about, like, they don't want the footage in case something bad happens. I just think in general, you bring in a fucking film crew to your 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 practices where, we've talked about it on here, training camp is the last true bastion uh, of, of team-organized camaraderie that's left. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this is it. Um you know, mini camp is is part of that, and I've I've advocated for why mini camp is important to at least get FaceTime with the guys, even if you're just doing walkthroughs. But training camp is 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 make or break. People are winning. Well, 
Real quick, I would I would correct, and you said training camp's the last bastion of the camaraderie building. I would say um, the mini camp is the camaraderie building. The training camp is the last bastion of true football preparation. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Like, uh, yeah, true, I, I don't true, disagree. The true grind of contact football. Yeah, I don't disagree. That's all. There's that's all not I a say, lot of contact in training camp anymore. Correct. Either. But what just, I'm saying is, it's the last like little like, just like the last smidgen of true football is those brief periods that we're allowed of full contact anymore, which sure. you only get in training camp. I, but feel, I get what you're I, saying. I feel like we're spiritually saying the same thing, which is good because it, pr- it proves the point um, that like this is crucial time with the teammates, with the coaches, everybody. Uh, especially if you're learning a new playbook, especially if you're, you're, you're somewhere new, all those things check the boxes. Yes. It's good TV. Uh, yes. It probably doesn't affect a veteran like Rogers as much as it would affect like a young QB or somebody in that position. Um, but look, man, I, I think that if you're going to pick anybody, it's them Two both rookies of the year, Aaron Rodgers, New York fucking city, even though they play in New Jersey, Garrett um, Wilson and Sauce, mm-hmm. dude. Luke, I'm, I'm into. I it. keep. I don't know what it is about Sauce Gardner, but I questioned his ability coming into the draft because of how skinny he was and how he only played at Cincinnati. And like, I don't know why, Luke, but for some reason, I just have this idea in my head that he's not going to be as good this year, and I'm probably going to be shown to be incorrect again because I'm fixating on it. But like, it's a tough division with some of the speed at wide receiver that you have to go against. Tough but, to, tough to, <clears throat> tough to judge a corner like that too. I mean, like, I mean, soft, what do you mean? They gave mean him like the, all of the roses. No, I just mean the line between good and bad as at cornerback is, is, is a blurry bitch. Right. So true. like, you know, coming into your sophomore year and everybody has a year of tape. It's like any good, any good rookie. Right. So I don't know. Like I, I think, I I have nothing but nothing He's but high hopes. Phenomenal! For I just yeah, for I some mean, reason there's this thing in the back of my head that's was proven wrong, and I feel like it's going to be proven wrong again. I still but, think bringing a fucking film crew into your facility is a nightmare. It's a nightmare, um, and so I, I just feel I feel as though I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want it at all, as, especially as like the only time I would want it is if I was very secure as like a Z tier coach on the staff that doesn't get like talking heads or anything. And I just get to live my life like regular. And then I'm like, cool, I'm on TV. And, and then, then you I get, get your to watch one moment footage. where, you, where yeah. you do like a little rendition of some song for the team meeting. And then you get to right. go viral on Twitter. For oh, let me think about it, dude. I'm, it's going to be like every year because, Oh my God, we'll be excited. I'll watch one episode. I'll be like, this is too much Rogers content for me. And yep. then I'll be, and then I'll be out. <laughs> yep. Um, it'll be a lot of Rodgers. He's finally getting the attention that he wants, even though he will he never is being it. way more palatable now that he's happy. It seems like though. Like, I mean, I'm, he's I'm, got a cleaned up look now, even though his eyes are always fucking bloodshot. I don't mind. I don't mind scraggly, cleaned up, or bloodshot eyes. I live it. Um, remember but when I he just came mean, in looking like John Wick with a wife beater and then had like a terrible season? You remember that? Yeah, my mom. My mom was in town, and she was like, w- "Did I see Aaron Rodgers was speaking at a psychedelics convention?" I was like, "Boy, was advocating." He, yeah, was uh, like, if uh, if Josh Gordon did ayahuasca, he would have been publicly executed. Dude, I, if I, I mean, oh my god, don't get, don't get me started. Don't get me started, uh, Luke. Let's talk about a 
potentially better piece of NFL media, which has come to Netflix, potentially a dying platform. Luke, first off, is streaming dying? Here's what we should talk about. Uh, Here's what I'll say before I say anything else about TV and film is we are in the midst, uh, uh, like a 70 plus day deep Writers Guild strike. And now a very fresh, less than a week, Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, What that means is these unions are striking because they are not getting fair money. They're not getting... They're uh, getting absolutely nothing in in the form of residual payments off of streaming and streaming is streamers now streamers the particularly yeah that's a great point Aiden is like ha- has been this new this new bastion of like no residuals for the contracts you sign and like you know they can play they can play your Netflix show forever and ever and ever amen and it doesn't matter it's not the same thing as like your show playing on TV land and you getting the fucking check in the mail you know what I'm saying so Dude, that's that- scary there's a lot of AI stuff. Um, uh, that's that's a really you know it's a very interesting and impressive thing, but it's also a very scary thing for writers when when these when these big wigs want to hire one writer and then chat GPT the rest of the script. And Luke, we're like two years real... away from NFL teams drafting a running back, paying them for one year of a uh, running back rookie salary, and then scanning them for an AI. I and mean, you know what I mean? Like we're like a year away from that. That's blending that's, two topics. That's actually a very um. I think that's a very astute um, comparison to the running back market. We'll step there next, but it's like, it, yeah. it's um, yeah, it is very similar. Uh, actually. I think that's well put um, strangely because you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a very smart person. So. No, no, not that, but it's like, you wouldn't, I don't, wouldn't normally no, mix yeah. the, the two, but they are definitely uh, a crucial element to a production that is wildly undervalued. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes. and it's sick things like these big wigs are saying stuff like you know people are saying horrible stuff like that are like we we are gonna starve out writers out of their homes. How the fuck so, and, dare like, you? And, How like, dare you say like that, that like, when you just sit like, in your ivory stuff. palace? I don't so, get it. So I am not in the writers guild. I hope to be one day. Um, Taylor will certainly be in SAG one day. Um, she's SAG eligible now because of our deleted scene in Clerks. Um, so yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff uh, uh, about the film industry. What's not cool is when, uh, you know, people forget that it's, it's, it's a livelihood for a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Um, and, and people that are very well paid sometimes uh, forget that and don't like to acknowledge it. So before we go and, and, and wax, po- uh, wax poetic about this Netflix show, which is good, uh, and this HBO show, which is going to be good, they are reality TV, so it is a little blurry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to see a lot of reality TV, just like when we did in the 2010 writer Strike. Um, or maybe it was 08, that, that range. Um, yeah, well, I do think it's important maybe. that we know, express but... some solidarity, obviously. Absolutely. Solidarity. Um, I do want to say that I feel like there is a perception from the layman, and we, um, we come from small-town Midwest, so... Luke, obviously now closer to the industry, more abreast to the knowledge. So he knows, and now I know a little bit more about how things actually work. But I think to the layman, they think that if you're involved in any facet with the production of television or movies, that you're just making an insane amount of money, more than they're making. And that is absolutely not the case. Mm -hmm. There are people who are like, 
not lead actors, but like crucial actors to productions for like some of the biggest streaming shows on different platforms like the man in high castle which was for the beginning of the amazon prime tv you had orange is the new black actors and these people are showing solidarity and going on social media and posting pay stubs from their residuals from the streaming apps and they're getting like 28 cents luke and when i was in europe and I had my little P.O. box that I would go get my little yellow slip. I'd go get my GameCube game I bought from America. And one time in there with the yellow slips was like a white envelope from Kmart. And I'm like, what? And I opened it and it was a check for like 58 cents because Kmart closed in Canton and I used to work there. And it, yeah. like, it reminds me of that. Like these people are not insanely rich. They are talented people whose talent lies within the arts and that is being exploited because well, and when guns you work for in the arts, I like, feel like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like important to say, like, it, it's not like, it's not like we work, you can't just work one job and get the pension. Like it, it a lot of, no. the, a lot of the time, it's a lot of guns for hire. Mercenary. Stuff where, uh, if you're, to if an you're, extent. if you're a creative out here and it's there easy. are office jobs and stuff like that. Like I have one, I, you know what I mean? But like, correct. I just mean, it's easy to. For, for my opinion, it's easy to take advantage of people working in the arts sometimes because it's not always um, a longevity job, like you mentioned. It's like I'm gearing up to enter a career where I'm going to have some form of stability, but like you don't have stability in Hollywood all the time. You know what no. I mean? So I just – I want to express solidarity with that. Um, I think it's absolutely monstrous the things that Bob Iger's saying, and it sucks because – what did we fall back on during the pandemic when things got tough? We fell back on entertainment. We fell back what are we on we falling back than the history of man when things entertainment are tough. Entertainment and the or arts. Or when things are good. Like, entertainment and the arts are what so. makes our lives worth living to, to, to the highest extent. So um, I hope they get a living wage. I hope they get what they deserve. And I hope we hit a point with like the way the world's going where we can lessen the income disparities and there's just like i mean i'm not trying to get all marxist and talk about these class traders but there's just like an obscene amount of wealth where in the in the few and then there's like people who are dying in heat waves and from floods and shit who I have mean, nothing it, it sucks it's let's talk well, about well and football. it's like we well and we and we well just to transition it's like i feel that same way about these football players too it's like we we do talk about how well paid they are and how the game is getting like easier like on the body and stuff like that and it should be and yeah. it's like the fact Let's of the matter is like first. but you're right though it's like it's like the entertainment value that the NFL brings us is un is 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 h- hard to parallel you know what I'm saying like for us and and for most of America it's the chosen fucking sport of the country um it's these beautiful short twenty weeks or whatever so um these people deserve the dough. Um, I don't know why withhold it. If if I mean like Saquon Barkley, well, let's name him. I got gotcha. you. Yesterday I was the yesterday perfect. So yeah, you'll run through him in a second. Yesterday, uh, Monday, July seventeenth, it was a perfect uh, little four p.m. Eastern was the cutoff. Four p.m. Eastern was when NFL Live started, so that was a nice little day. Um, and it was a day where. Uh, running backs needed to either what sign their franchise tender or decide they're not showing up to camp and even or or even or they can they don't know when they're showing up can you give me the list 
Yeah, so uh, there were three running backs who were franchise tagged. And Luke, this just reminded me, we haven't talked about the ESPN layoffs. Like, we're going to have to talk about that, too. Like, it's the a whole is like, business a thing right going now. on. It, like, it's okay. been a bummer. So let's talk about football. I know you guys are here to, to listen to football. So the running back market is absolutely bottoming the fuck out. There's crazy craziness going on. Um, running backs taking to Twitter. Another sign of solidarity, but specifically what the impetus behind this was, yesterday was the deadline for a long-term contract um, negotiation for these running backs who were franchise tagged. We have Saquon Barkley for the uh, New York Giants. We had um, Tony Pollard for the Cowboys and Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. Pollard has signed his franchise tag. If I'm not mistaken, the franchise tag for running backs this year is $10.1 million. Obviously, nothing to scoff at, but there's like a billion wide receivers making that much money a year. Just saying. That aren't that good. And these are the elite running backs. At least, in my opinion, Jacobs was like one of the best offensive players last year. Like, Jacobs was incredible last year. So... Tony Pollard signed his his, uh, tag. He will play this year at 10.1. He has to because they did not meet the deadline for a long-term negotiation. This gets more tricky when it comes to Barkley and Jacobs. Since they did not get the long-term negotiated contract, their only option this year is to play on the 10.1 million franchise tag, but they have not signed it yet. So if they aren't traded somehow, their only option is to sit out, which has now become potentially impossible because if you're not aware of this um recently the nfl owners negotiated new rules about holdouts so it becomes so financially onerous to hold out you'll lose like a million dollars just sitting out training camp that's 10 percent of your income if you start missing games you're losing so much money then it's so my thing is this like we have painted what used to be the most widely desired um prestigious position in the nfl game into a we painted them into a corner and we put them in a position where you basically are working for less than what i think and what a lot of people think they're worth and now when you get into the worth argument there are a lot of and i'm getting into analytics as a career but like you have a lot of analytically minded people who are showing metrics and showing contracts and then how running backs downslide afterwards and there is a lot of merit to that. It seems that anytime these big running backs have been given big extensions, it has fallen on their they've fallen on their face and it's um hamstrung the team. However, there is a human aspect to this and there is a um structured contract from draft pick issue because running backs in my opinion and in most people's opinion are primarily productive for the duration of their rookie contract and then after that they're hardly productive so for five years is pretty much the the peak of their career so in my opinion you have to change the structure of their rookie contracts for running backs you just have to because it's not fair what's happening right now I've been well, talking a lot. There's more, but I want to hear you talk. Sorry. No, you're right, too, because it used to be different. It used to be a world where if a running back came into the league in the first round, they got fucking mad money, and then it got restructured, and that's and, and, and so now things need to change with that, even though it's been a long time. They coming. have to, or else I was just looking people at, are going to stop playing said, running back. It was a throwback when the Vikings paid Peterson, like, and I, I went and looked at that, and I was like, seven-year – 96 million dollar contract Luke, in 2011 was, real question like, was peterson the last true nfl running back to get broken off like like a true 
a franchise yeah. player like that. Yeah. Like truly, I would, I would almost, and we were, and we were like cool for doing it. Like we were like kind of a throwback for doing it in 2011. Truly. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, so, okay. So did Shady Zeke, McCoy or something get like a stupid deal? Did Marshawn get like here's a nice problem. contract Gurley, or something? Like, Gurley got an extension on the heels of a run with the Rams. And he blew out. His knee was just basically bone on bone or whatever. So that fell on its face. Le'Veon Bell sat out a whole year and then came back like a head case. That fell on its face. Zeke lost like three steps. That fell on its face. So there's a lot of issues. Here's, with, here's what I'll tell you. McCaffrey signed a four-year 64 mil. I was going to get to um, that. Yep. Zeke, Zeke signed a six-year 90 mil in 2019. Um, let's see. Todd Gurley, like you just said. And then Le'Veon Bell got a four-year 52.5 mil um, from the Jets when he held out from the uh, – the Steelers, and then there's Peterson clocked in at five. Those are the top five highest running back contracts, according to SI.com. And one of them hit. Yeah. And I get that. I get that that is the impetus behind this. But real quick, because you mentioned McCaffrey, like the main problem is, okay, so once you get past your rookie contract, you are liable to have further injury or, or like lose a step due to the mileage on the body. However, why is Christian McCaffrey the only, and I'm not trying to make this a racial thing, but it is, it is curious that the one prominent white running back, and you can argue it's because he catches passes elite to an elite level, but I would argue that a lot of other running backs can be utilized that way. They just aren't. So he catches passes, but he's also made a fucking glass. Like that guy gets hurt all the time. Mm -hmm. Like Saquon was the offense. Christian McCaffrey was not the offense his whole career. Like like Saquon was well, in you wanna, for the Giants. You want me to look in the mirror? I mean, we we probably could have held on to Dalvin Cook. He's fantastic. You see what I'm saying? And he's sitting he's sitting still a free agent a month later. Like it's it's unlike if this were five, ten years ago, Dalvin Cook would be snatched up. Like it's insane. Like just just on stats, just on stats alone, all these people were talking about were fucking incredible. Even like last year, watch Saquon against the Vikings in the playoffs and tell me that you don't want to pay that man, but you'll pay Danny Dimes. No, yes, exactly. So like, how much did I talk about wanting Saquon Barkley to sign a a mega contract with the Bears this offseason? Because I thought he would hit free agency. I have loved Saquon Barkley. Like, I have a special place in my heart, and I think this is the case for a lot of college football fans of very good teams where you're spoiled because you win every game almost. When When a lesser team plays you and has a player absolutely decimate your team, it sticks out. Like, I remember Noah Sewell, Oregon against Ohio State. I remember Khalil Mack, Buffalo against Ohio State, and best believe I remember two years of Saquon Barkley making Urban Meyer, like, have a fucking, like, um, aneurysm on the sideline, like, because he's returning kicks to the house and then windmilling his arms as the whiteout in Penn State is just losing their minds. Like, he is such a good athlete, such a good person, such a good football player. So I want to get through a couple of the tweets because running back Twitter was popping Please, off. It went on fire last and night. And some of these are young guys that are seeing this happen, and they know that they're next to not get paid. So Najee Harris, the love of your life, I agree with my running back brothers around the NFL. 
History will show that you need running backs to win. We set the tone every game and run through walls for our team and lead in many ways. This notion that we deserve less is a joke. Agreed. Christian McCaffrey, who I don't really want to hear from because you're making a lot of money. This is criminal. Three of the best players in the entire league, regardless of position. He is correct. Eckler. Christian McCaffrey's like, yeah, come on. Whoever just did this, confess. We promise we won't be mad. Who's the guy? We're all looking for the guys. He's wearing a hot dog suit. He's like, see, that's the problem. He's just gathering like stacks of cash around all the other he's running backs. A, he's wearing a three-piece We've suit. All been he turns here. a chair around. That's the deal like, with guys like us. We're all here accusing each other. We didn't even stop to learn our, each other's names as he's uh. just stealing all their money. All right, so Austin Eckler, who has been very vocal this offseason, Brad, this is the kind of trash that has artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game. Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back, and yet they act like we are all discardable widgets. I like that line. I support any running back doing whatever it takes to get his bag. And then Jonathan Taylor, who I think is in line to make a bag, which he might not now, if you're good enough, one, if you're good enough, they'll find you. Two, if you work hard enough, you'll succeed. If you succeed, dot, 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 three, you boost the organization. And then dot, 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 doesn't matter. You're running back. And that's true. So here's the thing, Luke. Yes, teams are winning Super Bowls with a seventh round running back in Isaiah Pacheco. Yes, there are teams who are succeeding without paying their running backs. And yes, there are metrics behind all this. But what is happening is we are setting a dangerous precedent. We're setting a precedent, which I think will instigate a lot of players not wanting to become running backs at the lower levels. Because, sure, I mean, you could argue that there will still be elite level players playing running back. But when you get to the high in college, like why would a guy like Bijan Robinson, who, by the way, will make the most money out of every NFL running back this year without taking one fucking carry. Why would a guy like Bijan Robinson stick at running back? and not go play wide receiver when you can make twice or three times as much and not get hit. These guys run through walls as stated. They will fucking give everything. Derrick Henry is so fun to watch. We post cutups of him throwing people horizontally through the air. Jonathan Taylor Mm -hmm. murderous in his first couple years. I mean, last year kind of sucked, but as a rookie, he was great. Um, Saquon Barkley when he's not hurt is the offense. And if you're going to give Danny Dimes a mega contract so that you can franchise tag Saquon and you are quibbling over one to two million dollars, let me tell you something. Danny Dimes is nothing if Saquon Barkley's not there. If he can't run bootlegs, that offense is cooked. They're fucking done. And it's such a choice. And, like, I I fully understand paying a QB and you think you have your guy and it's so sparse. And if you have even a glimmer of an average QB, you take him. I understand that's where the league is now. I do. But I think you got to pay Saquon, too. He's the face of the franchise. If it's a matter of, like, consistency and leadership in the locker room, I think teammates would probably agree that, like, having Saquon in the building is, is as important as Daniel Jones. But, you know, I'm not there. So I can't speak for the Giants. It's tough, man. Um, This is going to keep developing going into the season. I know it will, and there is a lot of talk about it. Um, These comments, these running back comments, were essentially off the backs of like a Matt, I think it was Matt Miller tweeted. I don't have that up. Yeah. But he basically broke down why this has happened. Basically that you can essentially draft a middle to late round running back and get solid production. And that despair, that, that like, um, 
similarity in production is what makes the position devalued. And I guess I get it. I mean, there are a lot of arguments to be made for why this has happened, but I I think on this podcast, we have been very player-friendly, and as we've grown older, we acknowledge the human aspect of the game, and I have always had a soft spot in my place for running backs. I started playing football later in life, and I wasn't even a good football player. Like, I just love football so much, and I gave it everything I had, but when I came in, I had only, like, known football from watching it and playing Madden. Like, I'd never played any organized football. And I remember I always wanted to play like a running back. I always wanted to be able to juke somebody. I always would watch how they would move so I could learn how to manipulate. And, like, it just sucks because this is the prestige position. Like, in in some ways... I'm sure there are a lot of people who are fans of running backs over quarterbacks for their team, like going back like to the beginning of the NFL, but at any oh, point sure. in the NFL. Uh, oh, at oh, any sure. point. Dude, running like, backs, historically, yes, have owned it. I mean, Do you like, think people like Jim like, McMahon more than uh, Walter Payton? Like, no. do you think people like... What's a what's a better example? People don't like Danny Dimes more one. than Saquon. People didn't no. like any of the quarterbacks more than AP. Like they are generally like the fucking pillar of your organization, and they're paying, like they're that. being paid so little, dude. Yeah, I mean, and it was yeah. I mean, these these backs that were the face of their franchise back then were paid even worse. Like you know what I mean? Like the Earl Campbell generation and stuff. Running backs. Chuck Foreman. Chuck Foreman generation. Like uh, players that were incredible for incredible teams. I mean, so I don't know. There's a lot of money out there and I know how much, I mean, like I know there's enough money to pay the players. If you, if everybody else can get rich off the NFL, like the X's and O's should get rich off the NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, we're, we're, we got it. I don't know, man. It's, it's gross. Like I've been watching all this stuff about like the, the like isn't like the sec gonna have to like run into issues now there's like new issues with like the sec and like kids getting paid like the state changed laws to like nil yeah to yeah. fuck with nil um, there's something. a lot of it's issues like, because nil like, oh, damn nil didn't have a, a firm rule set when it was implemented and different states do have different rules for the compensation of the college athletes so Um, I know Ohio State last year missed out on a lot of recruits because we didn't have the infrastructure to do NIL like the SEC teams did. And now we have two gigantic collectives and we've been signing a fuckload of five star. And so it's, it's weird college football. And as a brief aside, I've been getting really into college football the last few weeks gearing up um, like I do every year, but I have taken a step back from college football I was a diehard, and I still am, but I was, like, a crazy person. I knew every player and where they went to high yeah. school for Ohio State, and I'm not like that anymore. Like, I know the players, but I don't know them like that anymore. I'm not listening to every podcast for college because no. it's crazy now. But um, to put a button on it for the, for the running back thing, I just want to say some of the guys that didn't get their money and that aren't getting their money are top players in the NFL. They're top players, top draws, okay? And they deserve to be paid more. And we're always going to be on the side of if a guy produces, he deserves to get rewarded for it. And it sucks because you're you're generally, when you're re-signing someone or paying a free agent, you're trying to project and pay for future production. And the way it seems is 
that's not even potentially possible with running backs. Like their value is the first five years of their contract of their time in the NFL. So we need to find a way to restructure how they're paid coming out of college because right. we're, we're, we're being told you can't draft a running back in the top 10. You just can't do it. They're not worth it. And then you have Bijan Robinson get drafted. And guess what? He's the highest paid running back in the NFL. What about like, Gibbs? How high did he go? He went like 12th or 13th or something. Still. 17th. Like, and like, they're going to be top paid running backs. Like, So we yeah. need to change the structure of contracts in my opinion but you and like and like and 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 there's a lot that all these false narratives get out too and where people like us who don't make shit for a living are like oh he's he's being he's being selfish and stuff like you report they report these numbers and it's like josh jacobs wanted to reset the market and josh jacobs like literally replies to the tweet is like i wasn't trying to reset yeah, the market. saquon says cap like, yeah, it's like it's not true. It's like so I've, I don't know who's dude, lying. I don't know who's lying. I've never liked the fucking argument that like I am a blue collar worker. Fuck all athletes who make a bunch of money. Um first off, we live in a capitalist economy. If you have a talent that other people don't have, it can be monetized. And when you have a guy who's built like LeBron James, there aren't other humans like that. So he's going to make the money. Like, and when he it deserves, comes... LeBron James deserves his money. Like, right, LeBron well, James like, is awesome. When it comes to running backs, there are very few... I mean, I guess you could argue there are a lot of people that could be running backs and be productive. That's the problem. But very few people like Saquon Barkley and stuff in the league. Like... And they deserve to be compensated for being the entirety of the offense for their organization and what everything is built off of. And it just pisses me off, if I'm being completely honest. It just pisses me off it, that it they're talking about as second-class seasons. You're Derek Carr, Second-class uh, players, what? You're Derek Carr. It pisses, pisses me off. Me off when, they made my wife, when they made my wife cry and it was over. Dude, I went to the I went to the Raiders Stadium and they had Josh Jacobs locker. Tell uh, me all about labeled. it. Labeled. Tell me all about it. Was it was like we were in, me and T were in the locker room and they had Josh Jacobs locker with his gear in it and still I just spilled um, my whole bottle of water. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll mop that up. And um <laughs> some kids like, "Why is that locker?" and she's like, "Well, Josh Jacobs is a star player for the Raiders." This is like what the lady said. I'm like, "Yeah, but is he?" That's what I want to say. I want to just grab the Raiders by their big fat head and say, "Listen, man, is Jacobs that important to you? Um, I guess. And then they also had Amir Abdullah's locker right next to him, and I was like, T, he was on the Vikings. Look, um, they will love – They will. the NFL infrastructure and media will love telling stories about how Josh Jacobs slept on the raw floor at the University of Alabama because he didn't have a bed growing up. Um, but they won't pay him after they give everything. Josh Jacobs is the shit, dude. Like, it pisses um, me off so much, dude. <laughs> Like, but they won't tell pay you, that him. Raider Stadium, that Raider Stadium is everything. Is it? Um, Does, did you I see understand. the flame? I yeah, I drank a beer by the flame um, with tea. I understand why they can't pay Josh Jacobs now. I take it all back. That place is fucking expensive. No, I'm kidding. My friend's um, wife works at the at the bar potentially there. Is is beautiful? Is beautiful? Um, absolutely beautiful stadium. Um, amazing tour. Like I toured. Uh, the Metrodome that the Vikes played in the Hubert H Humphrey Metrodome back in the day, mall of America field at the triple H Metrodome. Um, and it was like a 10, $15 tour and it was amazing, you know, but the twins all like it was during twin season. So the wall was up for the baseball and there was like gum in the outfield and shit. It was like, it was cool. Ew. It was like a gritty little tour. You, it was awesome. No, it was not. Ew. It's that's good shit. Luke uses metronome like Clefairy. Yeah. <laughs> so ice it, uh, beam. 
we went through like the Vikings locker room at that point. It was cool. You know, it was a very nice tour. So I was expecting something like that. I'm like, why the fuck am I paying this much money for a fucking stadium tour? It was exorbitant. I mean, it was Vegas money, but we went and, uh, I understood like, I, like five minutes in, I understood it. like this tour, these guides take you and it's, it's all like, there's a guide and like an assistant guide in like all these different rooms. Like a lot of times they have like stuff queued up and it's like, yeah, so I'll, give it to Al Davis or give it to Mark Davis. And it's like click on their hand. And then the TV comes up and it's like this like clip from like Mark Davis, like welcome to the, uh, welcome to Allegiant stadium. Like, what was know, his hair looking like, like? I mean the worst, but it's still really cool. And then like this like hype video of the Raiders and like fucking, I'm like, yeah, they did beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I'm like <laughs> fucking, I'm just like fucking so into it. Like John, like we, we got to go in the fucking press box and it's like, uh, like where they God do the fucking. Damn. Yeah, we got to go into the the cheerleaders rock locker room, and there was a cool queued up video of that. We got to go into the locker room, locker room. Like I mentioned, we got to walk on the field, which was turf. It was a faux field because they roll in real grass every week. Did you know that? Yeah, that is so fucked up. Everybody knows that. Like it's common fact. I didn't I, know that. I shit. lived in Vegas. They lift up the wall. Yeah, and, and, it, and it goes underneath. They're like, and, yeah. they're like, they're like, he, the he's like here. The Raiders know that real football is played on real grass. So here's what we do, and like they explained it and all. And I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking cool. Like I was sitting there going, whoa. I mean, I'd had like some edibles, so <laughs> I was like, uh, so I was. Whoa, like, you no. rolled in the grass from the outdoors. Huh? No, I wish, dude. Yeah, no, they. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bring that in, like fucking. No, no I, I know. Like, I just, it is crazy. It was beautiful. It Have was you seen the videos? Stunning. The videos of how these stadiums do shit like that. There's a you lot know, of soccer I, pitches in Europe that do that. Well, that's very rad. Um, the Vikings don't do that. It's turf. By the um, way, um, the soccer pitches in Europe are almost always pristine and perfect. And I don't know how the fuck they haven't just like hired whoever does that shit overseas to just manage the NFL, so we can all have grass that works perfectly. Dude, they aren't gonna pay. They aren't gonna pay a fucking running uh, back more than ten million dollars. <laughs> I was about to say they're not gonna pay somebody to fix the grass. They don't have health. They have health care over there. They can pay. A, they can pay a fieldman, whatever, whatever he they needs. They talk to about feed his the fucking sod master, the sod father, every five yeah. seconds. And the NFL Super Bowl was like a goddamn slip and slide. Can I? Can I? Can I? Let me put this on you too. The MLB has people that take beautiful care of their fields too. The MLB fields are beautiful. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, it looks like you got plastic grass that you would use for a D and D set and just spray painted it every week. That's what it looks mm -hmm. like. Half of these fucking games. Anywho, let's transition to the Netflix quarterback show, which Luke and I both thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I, I just don't think they yet. could have done a better job of humanizing Kirk Cousins. Like, oh my goodness. I don't <laughs> like Kirk Cousins as a football player, but I do like him as a human being. He is such a good person. Um, like, truly, nice a, truly a good person. Um, nice seems to be an excellent father. Let me let me get to it. Seems to be an excellent father. Seems to be an excellent husband and a great man of faith. Um I have one question for you, Luke. How do you feel about having a starting quarterback who, like, said, yeah, I'm unlike a lot of NFL quarterbacks. I just don't do Tuesdays during the season. And uh, a lot of teams might think that's crazy, but, you know, I'm a father, and I got to do what I got to do. He's like, he just didn't even give him, like, any room to negotiate. He's like, no, I will not be in the facility any Tuesdays. 
Did you see um, that part yet? No, I've only seen three episodes. So I funny to me. I laughed I when I heard care. it. I don't care. Like, I mean, like, uh, do what you got to do. Um, he is a father, and he is very cool. That's a very cool thing. Like, I, I can't imagine being that high profile and – in the main position in in an NFL team and um you know politely but firmly advocating for things that you need it's not it's i i i would say no tuesdays for me so i can see my family is a little more palatable than Russell Wilson's office and entourage no i know i know, you know i just I mean? thought it was funny uh, uh, we built but, a good fire coop that's what I'm saying. It's like Dude, he's such a good guy. I was watching. My mom was over. It was a perfect. It was perfect timing. My mom popped into LA for like a second, and it came out, and I was like, "Mom, this is great. We love Kirk." And so, uh, and ah. Taylor knows how much I love Kirk. Uh, so, like, it was just so nice to watch. Like, I'm you, a like that? Mom's... <laughs> you like that? You like that? Oh, dude, I'm I'm a big. You like that guy too. My mom and my mo- as soon as they did that thing, my mom and my wife both fucking rolled their eyes because they just had instant flashbacks of you screaming it all drunk on the streets <laughs> of minnesota like just yelling at people out the window so um, i'm gonna definitely talk a lot about this show because i have seen all of it but i want you to give me everything you have to say about what you've seen so far and if you want to just focus on kirk that's fine because i'll give a synopsis after the fact Oh, I'm I'm obviously most delighted with the kirk stuff i mean it's inside access to um I mean, I ha- I sort of got a backdoor, a backdoor season long hard knocks of one of the best Viking seasons ever. So like, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, so lucky so that is, you got the Vikings and the candy. Chiefs. Like it's candy to me. Like this is beautiful, and so uh, I look. I, I, that's part of the reason I'm teasing it out. I'm not devouring it because I'm like, this is good. And it's we're still really good. The season. I'm really enjoying it, and and. I didn't expect to enjoy it that much, which is awesome. Um, I love a good docu-series. Here's the thing. Um, I, I like the choices. I actually think Mariota is a strong third choice. Uh, I think they picked people at very different places in life and careers, and that's so interesting. Um, I, I, think that, I think that Mahomes is a 23-year-old guy or no, 25 or whatever. He's like How 20, old is he? He's like 28. God, he seems he young. He was drafted dude. in the same draft as as uh, Trubisky. Remember that? Okay. Well, here's let's reframe it. Mahomes is like a 23 year old guy. Um, I want. I I'm gonna talk I, a lot as about a 30 year old dude. I I think that I found myself and as a Viking fan, um, he's 27. Really, really relating more to Mariota and Cousins. He'll be 28 um, this year, this season, and sorry, I think but. that makes sense. I, I don't think that I should really be able to relate to one of the most superb athletes ever placed on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, so um, maybe that's the point. And so it's, it's, it's very interesting to get an inside scope. And I, and the thing I do appreciate about Mahomes is I think that he is a bit of a chameleon around people that like the hype and stuff and attention, but I don't think that, or, and I say that in that, like he will adapt to it, but they say straight up. And I think it's true that, you know, he's big time and he knows he's big time, but it's not – I don't know how much he loves the attention and how much he's just doing it. Pat. Um, whereas – you know what I mean? Whereas the other guys are, like, kind of, like, they're really not there for the attention. Like, yeah. Like, Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins has, like, keeps getting insane, 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 insane deals on, on, on his contracts, and he lives in this, like – 
fine home, like just a fine home. And it's beautiful. And it's a, it'd be, it's just a very Midwest mentality. And I came from there. I relate to that. I have no idea what it's like to walk the, to walk the SB's carpet after winning my second Super Bowl or whatever. And like, you know, like, and, and being best friends Luke, with Travis Kelsey, not even like, I don't know what that's like. the fact so that he's I building, can't relate to it. he's building a compound to live in and a compound to train in. And both of those are featured in the show. Like he's building like a gigantic complex to work out in and doing the most weird exercises and workouts I've ever seen. Continue. Sorry. I know. It's like, well, literally it's like. Take the evil side, the evil in Russia out of Drago training sequence. <laughs> uh, take the evil in Russia out of <laughs> Drago training sequence. He's just punching a pad and the numbers are spiking up. Versus, and there's like scientists versus, just jotting down on Kirk a fucking, fucking with logs in his fucking backyard lifted. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just. What is the I, song I that know. plays I, during that? Uh, it's da 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 is that right? Is it? I and can't then, remember. I don't. Uh, during the actual one, the Rocky. I'm talking like, about the training scene. You're the best. Oh, no, no. That's Karate Kid. And no one's ever going to That's what it is. That's what it is. Strong desire. All right. Here's the thing about the show. Rages deep within. Um, yeah, the, that's good stuff. Here's the thing about this show. As someone who has seen the entirety of it. Kirk miraculously for how much money he's made and how much success he has had comes off as extremely relatable and down to earth. And I don't know how much of that is him and his family and how much of that is the choice of how they presented it. I think it's the latter or the former. Well put, I think it's the former. Well put though, because it is important to note that this is as filmmakers with angles. That is important I, to note, but yes, I think the Mariota choice was a poor choice because you had to have known that this is a guy that does not do well behind a camera and does not like any attention like that. Strongly that. doesn't like attention. I think he was, I like, the, I hate to push back. Um, I no, get, no, I like it. I get, the, set, a great point. I, I get the Heisman trophy winner. I get the Polynesian, Polynesian heritage and the second overall pick and the transition to a third team. But I That's think I, like. I think he was a terrible a pick as a as a personality choice. And to get to Pat, um, you a huge aspect of this series was just showing what it takes to survive the rigors of an NFL season. And half the show was just Kirk groaning, which was a little annoying to just listen to. Ugh, 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 the whole show. Um, but you see how he has to grit it out. You see how he's getting absolutely decimated every play. And you see that he's got to have like two 55-year-olds working on his body chiropractor style. Guess what? Kirk Cousins has two PhDs from the local area who are like 50-plus giving his body treatments. Not like 40 to 50 hot Instagram masseuses. Just saying. There's that. Um, second to this is how they, how they depict Pat Mahomes. To me, it seemed like they tried to make him and Brittany down to earth. It seems like they tried and still failed miserably because they are not relatable in any way. They did not feature Jackson because they know that that is an issue. You see him for like one scene and Pat just says, love you. Um, you see Brittany only a little bit and they try to humanize her as much as possible. And the discourse um, for Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes seems to be a, a dichotomy it seems to be maybe not it's like 80 20 it's like 
80% say she's insufferable and annoying, and then 20% say it's absolutely um, misogynist to even say something like that about a woman. I'll say it. Um, I love women, and I respect women. Brittany Mahomes is annoying, and she's depicted as annoying, and they are not um, easy to relate to. They're not easy to relate to. Pat Mahomes, the best football player I've ever seen with my two eyes, cool as fuck to see the behind-the-scenes footage of all of the amazing plays he made last season. My God. It is so the, the cool. sidearm shit. Pat like, Mahomes is not super likable, though. Like, in my opinion, he's very annoying. He's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, bro. Like, you can't. I told him. I'm like, dude, you just punched me in the arm, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> like, on the sideline, everyone's like, yeah, dude. It's like the one jock in high school who just repeats the same phrases, but he never grew out of it because he didn't have to. And it's like. Well, how could you? Yes. How could you? How could that, you? I'm, that's the thing. You've always just been that. There. Like, so. I get get it, but they are like, I like Pat to an extent, but it's easy to root against a dynasty. You know what I mean? I, I'm so the opposite. I love a dynasty. Um, I'm like, yeah, spread it on. Mm. Um, I don't mind the chiefs being good. I actually love it. And I actually love these guys, uh, just on the field. All of them. Um, Max Crosby did just punch him in the arm. He did. Max Crosby was being annoying. I like Max Uh, Crosby. Uh, sure, but you know what? Max Crosby's playing games, and I don't blame him. Yeah, I know what you're doing, dude, but... <laughs> it was I mean, I know what you're doing, dude, but, like, I it, mean... It was super funny. I just started to get annoyed. I, I, I think it is... I think they I think they made him look annoying. I think they made no, that No, no, I'm annoying. telling you from my... And, and you I don't might like be right. That. I think they tried to humanize him and Brittany, and it was hard to do so. Because they're not I, very relatable. Um... We have one more pressing topic to get to before we sign off for the day. DeAndre Hopkins, a lot to do about nothing because DeAndre Hopkins gets released for his team. Cardinals get no compensation. He goes and basically states that he's looking for certain qualities in the team that he's joining. He wants like a good quarterback uh, competing team, blah, blah, blah. What it really boils down to is who will pay me the most. And it seems that the Chiefs, and the Bills were only willing to pay him uh, if you wanted to ring chase to a smaller extent. It seemed that he had a good relationship with the Patriots on his visit and with some of the players, though Bill O'Brien is there, and I'm sure that has something to do with pushing yeah, him away from the Patriots so because of what happened in Houston. I bet you Patriots weren't offering him that dough either. I bet they weren't offering him much, but he does also have a relationship with Vrabel, apparently, so he ends up signing with the Tennessee Titans in what amounts to, like, let me see if I have it pulled up. I think it was, like, a two-year $30 million, uh, two-year deal worth up to $32 million with incentives. Base salary that. of $12 million and uh, up to $3 million in incentives for next year, so you could potentially make fifteen. So that puts that offense with Tannehill, potentially Will Levis, uh, at quarterback. Running back, you've got Derrick Henry and Hassan Askins for whenever he inevitably gets hurt for a few games. Wide receiver, last year's first-round pick is Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks comes off the heels of a trade of A.J. Brown to the Eagles, a trade which may or may not have made their Super Bowl run. I argue that it did. I argue that the A.J. Brown addition to that Eagles offense put them over the top. Um, what he can do off of a slant route is better than maybe anyone in the league. And yeah, you trade him for a first-round pick, which you use on a lesser talent in Traylon Burks from Arkansas. 
You do that because you paid Tannehill an exorbitant amount of money and you paid Derrick Henry. Now you have to pay an aging superstar who has lost a step or two in DeAndre Hopkins instead of paying A.J. Brown two years ago. So it's a weird way to basically keep the status quo. I don't see this Tennessee team as potentially competing for a Super Bowl, but they can compete in that division with a stout defense and adding more talent for sure. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I think that they'll be just fine. I think Hopkins is fantastic. I'm such a fan. So I think his career got dicked around a little, and I'm, and I'm not here for it. Um, and I, I, I hope that this is finally a place where he can have a, a crazy season. I, I think – I don't know. I Obviously, obviously it's the my age showing in that. I think Patriots would be a good fit, but that's because I always believe in the Patriots um, because they were always amazing my whole life. So – I mean, not my whole life, but you get me. Uh, but I, it'll be fine. I, I think that the AFC has some interesting shit going. I mean, like, it, I wouldn't want to compete over there. I mean, Mahomes. No, Allen, I'm so happy Rogers, to be in the a- NFC uh, right now. Lamar Jackson. Um, Brad, you can have the most talented roster all you want for it to inevitably become Herbert. decimated by injuries. But, like, even if you have a superstar roster, you still are competing against the Chiefs at the end of the day or the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's scary over there. The, was, uh... the, the Bears could have very easily beaten the Eagles last year. We actually yeah. played almost every game really competitively, which is really cool for a team that got the first pick. And we intercepted Jalen Hurts two or three times. So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not that intimidating. The Bears do. It'll be great. I'm... I'm... I've got Bears Vikes on my calendar, early October, punk. So, Can you believe that they scheduled the Packers-Bears as week one? Like, that, is that was us the, last year. We did the last most must-win game possible to do that way. With, with Aaron out and, and Jordan Love taking over, with we, the Bears finally getting... You fucked them up. The Packers you fucked up them last up year. so badly. <laughs> if the Bears do that this year, I am going to be... Just on one leg. Watch that yum, game. And yum, 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 that. yum, yum, yum. And that I want you to. I want in you a to circle. Fuck them up, dude. I really do. I I'm so excited. I want. We're gonna I have want them to stumble. We're gonna have Chase Young screaming off the edge after we trade for him this week. If you trade for Chase Young, I will literally weep. That would suck. That would suck for me. I have Ryan Pull's phone number. I text have you ever him. seen have you seen that uh, that video on like Instagram or whatever it's probably a TikTok but it's this video of these dudes that literally got the phone number for the bullpen of like a college baseball game and sent it and warmed up a picture <laughs> like watching the game on TV <laughs> could you imagine no go, go, Luke go ahead and get warmed up it's fucking hilarious they're so funny all right it's before we get hilarious. out of here uh something i wanted to throw in is a little for fun um speaking of the bears pass rush which is wanting right now rookie from last year now a sophomore in the league dominique robinson from the university of miami of ohio posted on twitter he's like looking for friends drop your friend code and he posted a picture of his switch screen and i added him and he added me on switch Hell so now yes. we're now we're switch friends so shout out play to Mario dominique Kart robinson i would i'd love he plays smash a lot i would love to play some smash d rob and i hope you turn it up this year because your first game last year was awesome 
Um, I don't have any other pressing things on top of mind. Um, we have training camps rolling out the next two weeks, though, so there's going to be a lot of news. There's going to be signings and movements. Uh, all these guys that are... All these really big name free agents that are out there, generally they're out there because they, they're waiting for training camp. That's usually what happens. They don't want to do um, voluntary shit. They want to go only for the mandatory. I get it. So hopefully we see some cool things. I can't wait. I'm really, really excited for training camp. I hope, uh, I mean, fuck, it's hot everywhere. So I hope everybody stays safe in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. It, the, I just, the wor- guys, the world's getting a bit scary. I spaced out and just thought about, like, man, how hot was it when we used to have to do practice in the sun? And I'm like, fuck, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and they, and But we didn't have nice NFL facilities, I guess. So they'll, you guys will be okay. Um, seriously. Hey, man, uh, these guys make a billion dollars. I'm just, like, coughing up. I'm out, I'm out in the heat running the backhoe every day at the side. Running the backhoe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. I've been Luke. And we'll see Bye. you next time. Next Green week. coffee. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. Go to work. NFL and AO.